Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're on a collision course with the national championship, and the only variable is time. Because the train is rolling, so anybody out there, I can't tell you what's going to happen right now, but it's coming. Get on board, but get out the way. That's what that is right there. We're coming like this, man. When you like this, you can't be baby. You're listening to From the Pink Seats Podcast of the State of Louisville Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Jacob Lane, Matt McGavin, and Vince Lococo. Hey, I, I hear Louisville needs some offensive coaches. I volunteer one Vincent Lococo from the Pink Seats podcast. One game, Vince. One game. Cincinnati, offensive coordinator. Could you do it? Uh, Yeah. I mean, they don't have any anybody on staff over there. We could definitely do it. Fine, That's we right. could do it. I, I'm, I'm fairly confident. <laughs> we're yeah, we're literally running tight end dump pass all game. <laughs> Titans are getting the ball. Wrong with that. Just you run the Wildcat every game. Screw you, it. You'd see Isaac get the ball more ever. Oh, I mean, wow. Isaac has the most target-oriented game plan of all time. Oh, my God. You turn Malik Cunningham into Davis Mills with all the checkdowns <laughs> to the fullback, man. Welcome into From the Pink Seeds Podcast. We've got uh, quite, the, quite the show, guys. How about this? A little coaching carousel action. New on the, the From the Pink Seeds Podcast. We've never done this before. Yeah, at least with uh, the head coach. I mean, a show with no show sheet. <laughs> a show with no show sheet also is the first uh, here on this show tonight. Off the the top of the brain here, we're just gonna we're gonna dive in and just discuss this um, in the way that we do here on the show. I'm Jacob Blaine, Matt McGavick, Vince Lacoco. Presley may join. I don't know. Presley has turned into if you're an Office fan and you remember the episodes in in season eight when they go to Florida, maybe it was season nine, uh, and Stanley turns into Florida Stanley. Presley is now Florida Presley. He is uh, on HOA meetings in Florida on a boat in Naples, just with all the with all the uh, the retired folks down there. He might jump on. We'll see. But uh, we do have a former player in the house, Ian Pfeiffer, a friend of the show, joins us uh, because we've got a lot to talk about and getting some perspective from people who have been in the locker room, who can uh, who have been around Scott Satterfield, can uh, provide that here on the show, and uh, we can we can have a conversation. Which- the true unfiltered Ian Pfeiffer. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, they should have thrown more screen passes to the tight end. That's my only critique. That's what Ian's going to start with. Uh, but no, we've got a, a really great show planned uh, tonight. Um, it, actually, I say planned, but there is no plans. We're just going to go wherever this conversation this conversation takes us this evening. Uh, obviously, we are at a on a minute by minute watch. For the uh, some sort of leak of information as to whether um, Louisville could have a new football coach. Oh, oh uh, here's a tweet. Oh. <laughs> it's just the bring Brom home guy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> wrong guy. Tweeted wrong. for the five thousandth time <laughs> today. <laughs> Man, what what a victory for that guy! It seems like he is gonna get to take his victory lap. <laughs> He should Man. get his he should get his Twitter avatar retired in Cardinal Stadium. Like, I don't know. This guy has done some all-time great work. 
this guy, this woman, I don't know. Who knows? It, it could be Alexis Cupid. I don't know. She she could oh be the, the she could be the <laughs> bring bong home guy. Who knows? I'm totally kidding. She's not. Uh, but we've got to, we're gonna dive into Scott Satterfield now, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats in the Big 12. We're gonna dive into that. I've got some some thoughts on that. We're gonna talk about the exit and how things have played out over the last couple of days. Um, a lot of roster turnover, a lot of coaching turnover, as expected. Uh, we've got an interim head coach uh, and uh, former Super Bowl MVP, Deion Branch. Has there ever been a former Super Bowl MVP that's been a head coach in college football? I honestly don't know the answer to that. No. No. I'm, well, hey. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw uh, Kelly Dwick, Kelly Dwicky. Oh, my God. Kelly Dickey tweet out like soon after Deion Branch was announced as the interim that no one has been no coach interim or permanent has been like a Super Bowl MVP. I love that. I and and I also love that uh, he's our Jeff Saturday, that, which is a, a, a tie in for you, Matt, uh, the Colts reference there. Hopefully he performs better than what happened on uh, Sunday well, night. I mean, shoot, hey, it's OK. We're, 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 we're tanking for Bryce Young. I will take no questions. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, but yeah, just a ton to get into, man. I, just all over the place. Um, and we'll see. I don't know. Ian, I'm going to have some tough questions for you. We'll see if you answer. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, we'll move on and keep it rolling. Vince, I know you want to share your thoughts. Everybody want to, wants to kind of react here. So that's where I want to start to this is just um, as quickly as we can, each one of us, I just want to give our perspective of how we learned the news and then our just over, you know, overall reaction of how things have played out. Uh, and Vince, I, I want to start with you, my friend. Uh, oh, I think that's well, only fair. I had a terrible day yesterday. I was sick as can be. I mean, it was, I was throwing up all over the place. Had a nice stomach bug, and uh, I, I finally fell asleep. And my dad texts me, uh, "What the hell?" And I'm like, "All right." My dad never texts me stuff like this. I go, I check Twitter, and I see that Sat is leaving. And um, my initial reaction was like, "I'm I'm too sore, too <laughs> sick to be dealing with this bullshit." And next thing you know, my phone starts blowing up. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to deal with this bullshit. And, uh, my initial reaction, uh, I was shocked, honestly. Uh, it reminded me a lot of our, now that I've kind of days to sit on it, Jacob, it reminded me a lot of our conversation leaving Wake Forest where me, you, and Presley, uh, you two were like, they have to either extend him or he's going to leave or something will happen. Yeah, like we, I literally had, said that in the we car had that, that conversation. Yeah, you did. One hundred percent. Remember, I argued with Max about this extension. I think yeah. it was at the Wake Forest game. Yeah, and I'm argue. I was arguing with you. I'm like, well, I mean, where else is he gonna go? He has nowhere else to go. Nobody else is gonna want him after you know he's had two <laughs> average seasons, and you know, here we are. I, I'm shocked. I was genuinely shocked. Uh, Cincinnati has entered the chat. Yeah, no kidding. Freaking skyline chili. Very, very. Uh, persuasive, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, you think they're paying him in Skyline Chili gift cards? It's got to be. Wait till he figures out no, the just do you, chili. Do you know paying him in chili? <laughs> just chili. Match maybe, chili is what they maybe he's, maybe he's maybe he's oh shut up. Effort. Maybe he's a gold star guy. You never know. I could see it, man. I bet you he's a like a gas station chili. No, they like guy. Wendy's. <laughs> that fire, that fire they do. They yeah. make the you GAs, said they eat cheeseburgers. They right? make the GAs go get Wendy's for them because it reminded them of their Boone, North Carolina days and like simpler shit. Yeah. What a what an interesting uh, place for Sat to end up Cincinnati. I don't think literally anyone in the country had that as even being a potential spot. 
which is really what makes Tyler's Tyler Griever's question at the press conference so interesting and one that I want answered at some point in the next few months. I don't know. Well, I guess maybe we'll see. We'll get a timeline. Uh, Ian, what about you, man? What about just general reaction? How you found out? What's it, the last couple of? I'm sure you got a ton of texts just like Vince did. Yeah, I was uh, I was sitting at work and I actually got a text from Isaac um, in our group chat and. Yeah, I mean, just like everyone else is uh, surprised, you know, you didn't really know what to say. Um, you kind of, like Vince said, you kind of figured, all right, he's he's le- probably leaving um, or getting extended, but you didn't think it'd be Cincinnati. And for the type of, you know, pay upgrade he's getting, it's it kind of just gets more shocking as we read into it. Um, but much like you guys, yeah, I was at work, got the news and kind of just didn't work for like three hours because I was just texting people and, you know, figuring out everyone else's opinion. But, um, yeah, some weird stuff. Matt, what about you, man? Give me the, the big J. What was the big J like for your side of things? <laughs> the big J. Oh, my God. it's It's been a whirlwind last like 36 hours. It's just me being tied to my laptop. But uh, when I first found out i mean for listeners who don't know because sports writing does not pay what it should uh i've got a second job of working at the kroger that i worked at in college he's a commoner (laughs) i don't live in an ivory tower (laughs) but um yeah i was just there doing my thing working in the back and then i mean as you can imagine like my phone is always blowing up because i have notifications turned on for probably close to 100 accounts just to keep tabs on everything that goes on and I, I see that notification like on my phone i just kind of glance at it for a second and i have to double check it and then i stare at my phone for a solid 30 seconds because i'm just i couldn't comprehend it i even right now it's i still have trouble wrapping my mind around the fact that scott satterfield is at cincinnati he wasn't fired he wasn't extended he straight up left for Cincinnati, a job that is the very definition of a lateral move and took a pay cut in the, in the process. Yeah. But anyways, in that moment, I just staring at my phone and I look up at my supervisor who's in the room with me. And after just, I snap out of my stunned state, I just straight up tell him I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was how I found out. Just that's like uh. It's pretty interesting that you can just be able to like, all right, man, I'm going to pull Scott Satterfield. I'll see you later. Just dip on out of, <laughs> dip on out of your job. Just oh, like, they weren't a fan of it, but um, sorry, man. Other... <laughs> Is there any I'm currently looking for other jobs right now. So if anyone's hired <laughs> for me, and I think that this is something that a lot of people will probably agree happened to them. I, I got it in a, a text message. I had just woken up. I'm in New York City, had been out the night before, so didn't wake up until close to like nine or 10 o'clock the next day. And, and I looked at it and was just like, wait a second, what? Put it back down. Don't know why. I probably fell back asleep for like 10 more minutes and then got several texts uh, and clicked on one of the tweets to the Pete Damel account, which I thought was fake. I literally... I, I dissected Did you click that the blue Twitter check mark account. to make sure it was <laughs> yeah oh i dissected that twitter account man i looked at followers following tweets all that stuff and realized it was real and still like you said matt i just i'm in shock but i'm also not because i've been telling you all this was going to happen for two years i told you remember i asked tyler griever this back in at the end of last year matt i thought i thought he could leave last year um i i thought that there was just the writing was on the wall that that it wasn't working uh and that he could potentially 
you know, choose to save himself by taking another job, even if it meant moving down to say a school like Coastal Carolina, which brings me to the next thing, next point, which is I cannot believe that that's not the school he ended up at. Like I genuinely could not ever imagine Scott Satterfield at Cincinnati. He is the exact opposite of what Cincinnati football uh, coaching historically has had. Um, outside of maybe like Brian Kelly, but Luke, Luke Fickle had swag. Like they carried themselves with an aggression. Scott Satterfield and Louisville have not played like that the entire time he's been here. We've we've joked lightheartedly about him not fitting the city, the culture of the city, the, the, the culture of the program, of being able to embrace what Louisville football is all about, and that's playing with a certain level of aggressiveness, swag, uh, you know, of understanding that you're being doubted. And, and he never had that edge here. Who, like – Cincinnati is a very similar program to Louisville in terms of trajectory. They need the same thing there. Like he is literally walking into the exact same situation. Sands, the, the difference being there's proteins there. And what he does is just a little bit less important um, to the masses in that city compared to here where this is, you know, Louisville football, Louisville basketball, and Louisville women's basketball. It's the kings and queens of the town. Like that's all that people are invested in and care about outside of the pro soccer scene. And Satterfield had to pr produce results and he didn't meet the expectations. Uh, and there was always the Jeff Brom, you know, questions in the background that I think eventually he just realized this, this is never going to end well for me. I think I told you all this yesterday. I, I thought he would have had to have gotten to a college football playoff for fans to ever buy back into him. I think fans were done with him from the second he interviewed uh, for that South Carolina job. I really I, do. I, I think if you win, not one of those last three games, but at least two of those last three games, you beat either Clemson or you beat Kentucky. Uh, you know, we're sitting at a different situation where he's probably oh, yeah. extended. And uh, I mean, him just not being able to win that big game. Mm -hmm. uh, me, me knowing him, I thought he was up to the challenge and would have wanted to come back and uh, face that narrative of uh, Brom, the Brom whispers in the back of his ear or whatever, you know, Ian knows the whole, oh, we'll shut out the outside noise and focus on what all is happening inside the building, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it appears everything got to him and he ran away from the pressure. So I assume he wasn't actually the guy that he was preaching. Yeah, and that's the and, next layer of this. Sorry, Matt, but that, that's the kind of next portion of this is there's a certain – way that Scott Satterfield has carried himself, has talked about who he is as a person, what he cares about, how he handles situations. He, hell, he, he said literally almost the exact same thing at the Cincinnati press conference that he said at the Louisville press conference. But it doesn't hold any water now, right? Uh, I love to mentor young men. There's no better place to do it than right here in Cincinnati. The vision they have for the program is the big reason why I want to be here. Like, I just, I just have a hard time. With the way that he, yeah, I remember about them. Who he is, and just like Vince said, this is running bro, away from adversity. And bro, I felt like that that press conference. He was saying so many words without actually conveying a message. There was yeah. so much like, like word vomit coming out, and I was like, well, "What is he of, trying to say?" It, it was a, <laughs> it was, it was a big Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands moment too, where his hands just stayed in front of his chest the whole time, and he just didn't know where to put them. Yeah, and in hindsight, it's always 2020. But when you look back at it, Sats really good at saying a lot and without saying a saying damn anything. thing. Yeah. Like he speaks in a lot of cliches that you hope he can back up, but you look at how this whole situation is handled, and it's just hollow words, especially when you hear um, that the players only found out through Twitter, and then Satterfield didn't even meet with them in person. He only conducted like zoom interview or, uh, facetime or whatever something to that effect 
Zoom and link. that yeah, it was a Zoom, Zoom link. All right, Zoom so link. Matt, you and I are going to shut up for a second. I want these two to talk about that. That's a big part of this. I want these two to be able to discuss their thoughts on that because one, they've been in that locker room. Two, they know the coaching staff. Three, they know the players. They know what it's like to be a recruit. Hell, Ian, when when Satterfield was interviewing in South Carolina, you had the option to come back for another year. I mean, you could have. You could have done it again, obviously, you know, th- again, like Matt, like uh, Matt just said, hindsight is twenty twenty. but I want you two to just speak on that portion of um, delivering the message that way and how you kind of took that and, and all those things. What a lot of people don't realize too, is Ian was really on the fence of going, I think either to the NFL or going to get a real job after that 2019 season. Like that was a real conversation that you were having. Uh, like, I remember that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, I texted, uh, coach Ledford in literally probably April. So I was convinced I was done for like three or four months after the yeah. season. And I texted him. I was like, Hey, can I come back? And he said, absolutely. So there definitely was that, you know, that indecisiveness for me, but kind of, you know, I'm on the fence, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards, you know, I, I got to do, I got to play football for a long time. I got to play for two different schools. And so I kind of learned the business side of things for six years. So I don't take offense to getting sent a Zoom link from a coach. And I know probably maybe 70% do take offense, but I understand it is a business. I understand that, you know, he's got to be somewhere at a certain time. He, He needs to go address his new team. I get that. So I personally do not take offense to, um, you know, get, getting a Zoom link. Although what I do think was wrong is the team finding out on Twitter. That is an issue because I rem- um, Isaac sent me a text. I think it was Friday when Coach Souders found out he was going to Arkansas. He sent a text message to the team first and said, hey, guys, I'm leaving. Um, it's been a pleasure, you know, coaching you guys. Don't hesitate to reach out, blah, 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 whatever. And I don't think it hit like media until like it a few still days has, after. Yeah, it still really yeah, hasn't. P- yeah, yeah, it, it so, yeah, it, it didn't really hit anyone until yesterday, honestly. Yeah, my, my buddies at Arkansas, like from Arkansas, texted me today, like with the news links today. So that's a whole four days that, you know, and I get it. Head coaching stuff happens right. a lot faster. But yeah, strength and conditioning coaches for sure. Right. But if if you know Saturday and apparently that was the rumors that he knew Saturday, come on, send something out Saturday night. Can I ask you a question? I don't I don't mean to ask this like being like jokey, haha, but do you realize that Cincinnati is literally an hour and a half away from Louisville? Like getting in the car and driving to address <laughs> the team in the morning would and then literally driving right back is not undoable. Like I get that. that. I get that. True. If you had to fly, like if you're Deion Sanders, which the video of him today trying to speed up the trophy presentation at the end of the SWAC championship is so funny. But you know, he flew from from Jackson, Mississippi, or wherever they played that game to Boulder, Colorado. Like that's one thing um when it's literally over the other you know it's the state bordering your state i just find it convenient that there's no time to come back and address the team especially like you said if he if he knew that far out you know i don't know i i I, it's it's tough to comment without behind the scenes uh vince what are your thoughts because i feel like you might feel a little bit differently uh i i think it's a little bs that he just sent a zoom link uh i was with I mean, y'all know I was with Coach Petrino and that staff, and that was miserable and everything. And 
Uh, Vince Tyre took the courtesy out of his day to come down to our office and say, everybody involved with the Petrino family's out from Coach Beard to LD Scott to Nick to Bobby. They're all out. Uh, I just had a little bit more respect for Scott Satterfield as the man with everything that he's preached to myself, to Ian, to all these other guys that, you know, family, 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 don't block, block out the outside noise. Uh, just the real big family aspect of things. And for you to just kind of turn your back in a cowardly way and have your players find out via zoom or via Twitter. And then you send a zoom link to let everybody know. And like half these dudes are laughing at you in a zoom link because you look like a fool now. Cause your entire team found out on Twitter. Right. Like it's, it's very childish, uh, unacceptable in my, in my eyes. I mean, if primetime can go and address Jackson state, then why can't you address your team? <laughs> you just don't have the balls to face the music, to face the guys. Yeah. Uh, no, he doesn't to look, because- to look people. I mean, you, you can't be, how can you tell a mom that I'm going to turn, I'm going to at 18, by the time your kid gets out of college, I'm going to take him from a, from a teenager, young man to a grown man, an adult, but he's also going to run away from all his problems and not face adversity. You know, you, you tell us to face all this adversity, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Well, a very uncomfortable situation to me would be addressing your team after you're leaving them, after you're bailing on them, you're not going to coach them in the bowl game and you can't go address them. So you're really hypocritical saying being uncomfortable, being, uh, be what uncomfortable. You get what I'm saying. I'm yeah. going on right now. <laughs> no, I, I really do appreciate, um, you know, I, I really value you as a person, right? I mean, obviously, you know, I give you a lot of shit, but I value you as a person. I've, I, you know, obviously I've never really gotten to meet Ian in person, but it's been great getting to know you guys. And I know what you guys went through um, playing football, not even just for SAT, but just in general. Um, but I, I just, I, I, I don't know. It's something about the way that he talked about himself, especially as a, as a fellow Christian male. Like, I just feel like there's a certain standard to which you have to hold yourself to what you say versus how you act. Uh, and that just really rubbed me the wrong way, um, especially because this isn't the first time. And I want to just hop back through these. And this isn't to just throw dirt on his name, but these are actual things that happen. One being after the, the JV and Hawkins opt out, in 2020, the way they spoke about him was, you know, and it wasn't everyone, mm-hmm. but the way that they spoke about that was concerning in terms of, of this whole yeah. family thing. And I mean, I, I had dudes coming up to me asking me why people are saying this about Hawk, because I mean, I'm friends with a lot of the guys that, you know, I was in that weird position at student assistant where I'm friends with a lot of the guys on the team, but I'm also, you know, with the staff more than them. So they'd come to me and be like, why are they running Hawk's name through the mud like this? never made sense. And then, um, the other, the other portion was, um, after, after flirting with South Carolina and, and again, we talk about sat being word salad King. He's a word salad King. Um, he, he, I don't know if he meant to say it, but you know, the comment about players not having families and it being different for coaches to interview for jobs. And he wanted to, you know, just that, that whole thing was really, really slimy. And then I want to address this and I want to give you guys the chance to comment or to not comment on it. I just want to address it. But um, part of what's gone viral with this hire is Des Fitzpatrick's tweet. Um, And we got a glimpse of Des having some issues with Satterfield last year when somebody in all caps tweeted fire Scott Satterfield and he liked it. And it was out there that got picked up by a lot of people uh, and it, you know, everybody was always kind of confused by that. 
but it made much more sense when he tweeted. Um, I think it was on Sunday uh, when the South Carolina job rumors were floating around. He made us in all caps, made us tweet about how well he about how well he was treating us about how well he was treating us good, but wouldn't tell his players that he was leaving in person. He was in all caps, never honest with us. You have that. And then all the players parents coming out and saying he never had any type of relationship Malik Cunningham's dad saying that he couldn't point him out if he was in his in front of his face this just seems all so contrary to everything we've ever heard like is any of this you guys want to speak on any of this because this is just kind of I don't know it just it, it again not to throw dirt on the man's name like you know he's moving on to a, to a new job but this just seems weird to me and not not so much a a one-off well I oh. mean like Beth was always around I mean that's other like the whole family thing, like he never, like they said, he never reached out to parents and stuff like that. Carwell hollered at my dad a couple times after some games and stuff, but I mean, other than that, no, like it was non-existent in my opinion. Yeah, I I don't I don't want to sh- shit on this guy too much because he he did give me an opportunity to to play ball and you know further my education, but I would say I would say the whole thing about Des. That is 100% true. Um, you know, we we were broken, in, broken into our meeting rooms and our assistant coaches did say, like, I remember Stu Holt, like, pulling me aside and asking if I could tweet something nice about Coach Shatterfield um, because he was like, yeah, like, Coach Shat's getting put through the ringer with the media. Can, like, you you stick up for him and tweet something nice about him. So that absolutely was the message from the coaches. Um, and you know, like I remember I, I got a little Twitter thing with Jalen, uh, Jalen Smith <laughs> and he, I really had to piss him off that he tweeted two years nah, later, he's just you know, he's just sensitive. Um, that's but that's how Jalen is <laughs> I, like, all I replied with was like, yeah, I was, you know, I was a paid actor, you know, I mean, cause that, that really, <laughs> that really was, you know, the message, um, from, from our coaching staff was, you know, Sat is losing the trust of the fans. Can you like tell the fans he's good? So, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, we all were bought in, bro. That's the thing is, all of us were bought in. Like, would have laid down in the middle of the road to win more games and stuff like that. But yeah, and yes, again, I guess it explains why we didn't win as much if our coaching would be all in. I just I want to pull these back up here. The comments from Satterfield again. It's just there's a lot of things that just he said, and I, I don't know if he means this, but it, it could just be really bad at public speaking, but um, you know, take talking about the players and, and what he wants to do. And I'm sorry, I'm trying to thumb through my notes here. Um, it's all about our student athletes, how we can mentor them. My job's not to go win football games and make them greater than they thought they could. It's about them becoming men. Um, you know, I did, I, he did say that he wanted to thank the players that they changed the program forever and that he's grateful, all that stuff. But um, it's just, it's just really, it's, it's yucky. And the bowl game complicates it in a lot of ways. Uh, he said as the bowl game of the bowl game, he said, it's, he addressed it head on. It's kind of a weird situation. Louisville playing Cincinnati. I told both teams I'm removing myself from the bowl. I'm not going to be there. Um, I just easy, easy cop out. He could have the opportunity to address Louisville after the game, I mean, come on. I, I know the players may not want to hear it, but how does he not want to do that? I, I just I can't I just can't get past it. Um, and here's another thing I want to talk about for a second is I, I had somebody a couple of times throughout the day, you know, you you wanted Satterfield extended, you wanted him, and yes, I did. I wanted Satterfield to be here for the long run the long run. I really like the guy. 
thought he was a, a great guy. I thought maybe he could figure it out. Uh, I thought the recruiting class, obviously, doesn't seem so much tied to him as maybe we thought initially, but I really wanted to see him get an opportunity with another quarterback, see what he could do. Um, but with all that being said, I'm, I'm totally fine with this. I mean, this alleviates a massive problem for Louisville, and, and it is a massive problem because he's been pretty average. Yes, he won a top 10 game this year. Yes, he beat a top 25 team. Uh, didn't compete with Clemson as, as much as we thought he would. Obviously, Kentucky game goes the way it does, but – I thought that the the foundation was there for him to at least keep trying one more year. You know, let me get a short extension, whether it be a year, two years. Let me just keep trying to see what the next era without these Bobby guys looks like. And he ran from it. He ran from it. He was scared, in my opinion. And that just disappoints me. And, you know, there's a lot of people who have said that along the way, and they're right, obviously now. Uh, But I just always wanted better because he just was – he's a great guy. And, yeah, that that might be not a good reason to like a head coach, but he was a great guy, like – I really thought he was who he said he was. And now on the other side, you know, it's disappointing. And the the weird part is, I mean, what was it that we said before the season? This was a year that, you know, you should know for sure you're either going to extend him or you're either going to fire him. And he still managed to, like, find his way into that weird Bro, middle, just, middle ground. He just like, beats Florida State and Boston College, and he's got a two-year extension, maybe even a four-year extension sitting on his desk right now. Yep. I mean, he you can't deny the progress they showed in the second half of the year. I mean, that's something that Louisville hadn't been able to do under his watch in literally the first three years that he was there. So you can't deny that. But Clemson, that wasn't that was close ish, but not as close as you would have liked. Kentucky, Louisville's lucky to even lose that by 13. They they should have lost by close to 25 again, just because Kentucky kept something for field goals it put them once again in an awkward situation to where like, do you want to give them another year? But at that point you'd just be in an endless cycle of like, okay, yeah, you did. All right. I'll give you another year. Well, okay. You did all right this year. I'll give you another year. And this is coming from someone who like, I supported sat. I, I thought like, as he, he's a good person, obviously, but given like with this recruiting class coming in, I was willing to, give him a couple extra years, say extend them. Like, like you said, Jacob, extend two years. years. And I bet you, I bet you that that's what they offered that they would do. It may be, maybe, but Jimmy, Jimmy Sexton, that his agent, Jimmy Sexton, I hear Jimmy Jimmy cooking, Jimmy trying to get more money for Sadie. That's what he's doing, man. I, I was willing to, (laughs) I was willing to let him show us what he could do with the recruiting class. Like he was bringing in for, 2023 like he was starting to set up to bring in for 2024 because Louisville up to that point was getting into the mix for not just high four star like five star and even a few top 10 guys in the class like that's not that's just not something that Louisville does football wise so I was willing to see what he can do with a talent pool that were the the qual the amount of talent is like higher than what Louisville is used to, like from a historical standpoint. But at the same time, you don't get blasted by Kentucky. You don't throw in stinkers like the Boston College game. You 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 don't go into the Syracuse game and look just completely flat. Just and I kept playing devil's advocate, say, thinking that he could get this turnaround and to have this kind of blown up. 
I mean, I know I'm not a player at all, so I know I, I sound like an idiot saying this, but I was almost kind of blind, like just fooled by because I, I kind of bought into what he was preaching. I genuinely thought he could make it work here, and for him to pull off this full-blown heel turn, it's <laughs> shocking. It's the honestly. most Bobby Petrino thing he's ever done in his entire life. And I like part of me is like, all right, sad. I see you, but part of me is like, I, I will say this. The Satterfield era has been super contentious from the state from the standpoint that there's one side of the fan base that hates him, one side of the fan base has loved him. And in his final act, he was able to unite the fan base and say, you know what? Fuck that guy. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> he got what he wanted at the very end. Just just not the way he expected it. Um, anything else, Vince? Uh, Ian, anything else you all want to you want to add in? I mean, you know, feel Bring free, Rama. whatever you want, wherever you want to go. Yeah, I, I just kind of just tailing Matt. I think you know at some point, uh, Sat saw the writing on the wall. You know, quit signing one year, prove it deals, um, and kind of secure some some longevity in his career. So, I wonder how much pressure how much uh, i don't know what you want to call it awkwardness but with this whole 2023 flyville recruiting class um it, it seems that it was very much a, a, a kind of publicly known thing whether it was spoken or not that he didn't really have much involvement in them being committed to louisville like yes uh they got to you know know him and respect him in some form or fashion it's not like they just thought he was you know a scrub like they obviously you need your coach to win football games no matter what what level of football you're playing so there's clearly some level of trust but it it seemed that it was much more about other things including the university the opportunity here nil you know wherever you want to go with that um and that maybe sat felt that and and you know I, I don't know if maybe there was some back talk about maybe these guys kind of walking away last second which sat wouldn't have probably survived that honestly so maybe good on oh. him that he did leave but <laughs> i just wonder how much really goes into that we'll never really know cuz no one's ever going to speak on that publicly oh, i but, think we'll uh, know whenever he doesn't get one of those kids to come into cincinnati well, it's interesting. Matt, have you I don't know if you have any journalistic updates here. I saw earlier that he did offer Raquan Atkins. I assume he's probably going to offer Jordan Church. I assume he's probably going to offer several of those guys lower at the, you know, at the bottom of that class, maybe try to get in on a guy Church like didn't even Hyatt. start for Church didn't I, even start for his high school. So why would we take a high school yeah, back? He, I, I don't think he's going to offer Church, but yeah, no, at the, at this point Raquan Atkins is the only one that he's offered. He uh, said in his press conference that he's already offered multiple or at least reached out to multiple guys uh, that were uh, committed to Louisville. So obviously I don't think any of the guys in the top 10 spots of that class are going to leave, but, uh, and I don't have the class pulled up in front of me to really remember everybody, but a guy like Katarius Hicks, I I could see him going to Cincinnati uh, that, you know, the speedy receiver from, from Miami, uh, Raekwon Atkins, you know, some of the other guys, um, and, and we'll see what happens with the next coach. I mean, there's no guarantee that these guys stick to their commitments. You know, I think you're going to get a good chunk of them, but for a guy like DeAndre Moore, it's, you know, it's up in the air. Why not go to Georgia? Why not go to Texas? You know, for a guy like Pierce Clarkson, well, you know, he seems to be the head of the, the class uh, of all of this, putting it together. And he did comment on Ruben Owens Instagram live video yesterday. I feel so scummy saying that out loud. Uh, that, <laughs> that he, You're such that a they, creep. You're such a creep. I saw it on Twitter. I, I didn't see it in real time. It's all on Twitter from somebody else that shared it. So go blame that person. You know, no, what you I'm watch about. his love. Jacob's a frequent watcher. I do get notifications them. and I'm like, that's an 18 year old kid going live on Instagram. My wife's like, who is that? I'm like, 
don't worry about it. We don't need to dive into that. Um, but I did see he said that he would see Ruben Owens next week, which next week is uh, that's a weird date. I don't know if there's like a scheduled something, but signing day is the week after. So maybe that's what he meant. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And that's the kind of perfect transition here. Um, let's step away real quick. We'll take a quick break, uh, do a little advertising, pay the bills, all that fun stuff. Uh, and we'll come back on the other side. We'll talk about um, what's next for Louisville. Talk a little bit about Jeff from, I want to rehash some old data that I have and, and see if enough data has changed to feel comfortable with, with the potential hire. We'll talk about the transfer portal. All the things are kind of at stake with Louisville on the other side. Kern's corner, where you need to be the Highlands. Great chili. And this time of year, fellas, Chili right now sounds really good. Maybe not for you, Vince, but some chili. I don't know. What's the weather in Arkansas, Ian? You eat chili down there? It's like 60 degrees today. Yeah, Pretty that doesn't seem like chili weather. I don't know if I'd be no. in Arkansas and eat chili. <laughs> well, next time Ian Pfeiffer comes up, we're going to go to Kern's Corner, get some chili, some Bud Light, enjoy the atmosphere out there, watch some, some sports, especially right now. you got every single sport in the world going on, including the, the World Cup. I don't know if you guys have been watching that. I haven't. I could care less. But if you are interested, Kern's Corner is where you should check that out in the Highlands. We'll be right back on the other side. Talk about Jeff Fromm and the candidates to local football. All right. Uh, Jeff Fromm was the topic of discussion on an episode last year. Uh, I have the date. 12-8-21. Okay. And the, the episode name here, which I named the show sheet from that show, was Vince versus Neely. And this is throughout. <laughs> <laughs> Not this Vince, right? What a, a two-year sequence, dude. What a two-year sequence for Louisville This football. university has been through some shit. It that sure has. Time period. Hold on. I, I think I wrote something down here. Ian, you weren't uh, even here for the basketball stuff, bro. Like, whenever I was a freshman. I mean, the whole. Oh, no. I was just a spectator. From the before. whole athletic department. It's a shit show. <laughs> but listen, hey, that's that's something in Sat's corner to say. I, I, you know, I can't deal with that. He said there's great leadership in the university and athletic board, which seems like maybe a slight little shot at Louisville football. I don't know if Sat's savvy enough in his media salads to be able to spit that out. But um, we talked about Jeff Brom a lot last year, and we talked about really how Louisville fans were gung ho that this was all going to happen. Vince had been negotiating with Jeff Brom, and it was just a matter of time. But then Neely effed it all up. Neely left, uh, but let Vince sign on the way out, resign on the way out. It's just a whole shit show. Like rehashing all of that makes me need a drink. Uh, but we talked last year about Jeff Brom at that time, you know, being a candidate for the job if it did happen. He's been a candidate for the job every time it's hypothetically opened. And we talked about Jeff Brom just being a you know a more experienced version of Scott Satterfield. Their records were fairly you know close in terms of being around 500. He lost to uh, teams like you know Nevada. He lost to Minnesota. He lost to Rutgers, Nebraska. I mean, he's had some yucky losses, but the difference was those top ten wins. You know, he had he had had you know wins against number two Ohio State, and um, back when Minnesota was in the top ten, he had a win against them. Um, but then it just reminded me of, of kind of where we were last year with Jeff Brom and, you know, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but, but my feelings have changed slightly. You know, I don't necessarily think it's due to what Purdue did on the field this year more so than just what he brings kind of internally, but I still, I still have a lot of questions about Jeff Brom and you guys have got to be, you know, on the same page, I would imagine. Uh, I mean, oh. he's always had good offenses. It's always, in my opinion, his question mark's always been his defense has gone back to his Western, Western Kentucky days. Uh, they, they'll put up 40-something points against whoever, but, I mean, the other team might put up 50-something. So, 
if we can get a good defense defensive coordinator in here, I, I'm fairly confident that Jeff will do well. I've been vocal about my criticism criticisms of Brom for like two years now, and so I don't, I don't know if if eat crow is the proper term to use now that it seems that Brom is probably <laughs> going to end up being the next head coach. But I mean, I'll I'll just say this: I still have some reservations now. Is he probably the best candidate as of this second? Probably. But, I mean, on one hand, you've got all of the losses to unranked opponents. Even even this year, there were a couple games that Purdue played in where I'm just like, ugh. Like, like I know um, for a fact, like the Wisconsin game. Wisconsin, they had an interim head coach, and Purdue got smacked right out of the gate. And then the next week, they lost to Iowa. Iowa put up points on them which this season is unheard of because iowa sucks out loud on offense but then i told myself at mid-year the only reason i could even see myself even remotely getting on board with jeff rom was that if he finally was able to actually win the biggie the the almost like the biggies good lord the big 10 west and it had to come down to the wire with some with several tiebreakers, and I, I gotta give him credit. I mean, yes, the Big Ten West, the Big Ten West is an yeah. absolute dumpster fire, dog shit, it's like that piece coastal. of crap. I mean, it's worse than the coastal. I think the coastal's better. <laughs> I mean, the- all, all all I got out of that was Matt talking about Iowa, doing his Iowa knowledge for Wildcat Matt, so he can write his UK Wildcat uh, Music Matt. City Bowl, you know, articles. Can I just speaking of the Music City Bowl? Can I just talk about a little bit of irony here, real quick? This is my favorite thing about Louisville fans. They've been shitting on Satterfield for the last couple of days about all he does is go to Music City Bowls. Do you know what the last two bowls that Purdue has been to? The fucking Music City Bowl. Like, like let that sink in. He's been to three bowls at Purdue, and two of them are the Music City. That is a fun bowl. It is. I know. It was a great week. Louisville fans are shitting on you know Mark Stoops (laughs) for only going to the for only going to the 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 you know Holiday Bowl or whatever the Music City Bowl and same with Satterfield and it's like, well, I gotta break the news to you. That's all Brom's done so far. Now he did get to the Citrus Bowl this year. Um, What are your thoughts on on Brom, Ian? I mean, what do you you follow college football enough to where I'm sure you've probably bet on him or bet against him a couple of times? (laughs) But what are your thoughts on him and as a coach and the perspective that you offer as a former player of people always talking about him. Uh, yeah. So I would say his offense is, is pretty hard to watch um, just because it could be firing on all cylinders one week. I guess it's very similar to Scott Satterfield's offense, but <laughs> I feel like Brom. Fans that. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like Brom, he, you, you got to know what you're getting in Brom. Um I remember it was like the first game of the year when Purdue was playing Penn State, and they probably should have won that game. And all Purdue has to do is, like, run the clock out so Penn State doesn't get the ball back. And, you know, they're passing every – like, all three plays when they have the ball and need to run timeout. But you have to know what you're getting with Brom. He doesn't run the ball. He, like, he may rush 10, 12 times a game. He's going to throw the ball. So you have to know what you're getting. Um, I personally, it the the lack of, um, you know, communication that Brahm is having right now, you could take it two ways. You could take it as, 
okay, he probably will be accepting the Louisville job or he's using it to further leverage his job right now with Purdue. For the, for the fourth time. Third Correct. time. Third he, time. He, he's if he does it up, again, if he does it again, he's never he's never going to be welcome in this city ever again. Yeah. Which, you know. Something to I, consider I, in your job offer when you're from Louisville. Right. I, I'm I not know. a coach, so, like, I, I don't know what it would feel like to go to, like, the team I played for how you know sentimental that is it could be for some people it could be for not i know that i would just like more money wherever i go um and if purdue can provide that i'm sure he'd stay so i don't know i i, I feel like maybe brahm isn't the guy i know a lot of louisville fans probably want him to be but um i know this isn't the show we're throwing out names to who we want to see but uh garrett riley would be at the top of my list for tcu yeah um, that's I think that's yep. fair. Do you what? Let me ask you this. Let me give this angle uh, because it's happened for Louisville fans with Chris Mack, Kenny Payne, where the fan base is just this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and then that guy ends up being the guy. Do you think that for Louisville, it's smart to focus in and just hire Brom, considering the timing, the portal, all the things happening? Or do you think if you're Josh Hurd, I got to interview Garrett Riley, I got to interview you know, Sean Moore from Michigan. I've got to interview some of these guys that are out there. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, with these days they do, they, they hire the, the search firms, whatever. So they definitely do their, their due diligence, but I know that they have in their mind, like who they want to see. And I think we can all assume that the AD office wants to see Brom. Um, so if there is a deal to be done, it will be done, but you know, as a former player, I would like to see, you know, other coaches, you know, get an interview um, just because, you know, maybe the hometown kid isn't always the, 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 the good, the right pick. Hey, so. don't you be shitting on Louisville kids, Ian. Take your Arkansas ass somewhere else with that crap. Do right? <laughs> <laughs> you think Louisville can, can develop an Arkansas pipeline, Ian? Do you think that's a thing? Louisville, a Louisville yeah, I'll, uh, I don't I'll, know I'll the zip be, codes or area codes. What's your area code? Seven two seven one two. I'll be no, there. What's to the area code? It. Not the. You know, everybody says the five zero two. What's your it's area? It's the zip code? code. I know. I meant. I meant area code. I'm sorry. I get confused. <laughs> what's your social security number? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the. Uh, what's the, the first three digits of your phone number, dude? You've got to know that. I have, a, <laughs> Come on. I have a Virginia phone number. <laughs> what? I think. Why? I'm not, I'm not from here. I'm from Maryland. Wait, but I wait. went. To, I went to high school here. Hold on, hold on. I did not know this. You're from. I thought you were from Arkansas. Don't you live in Arkansas? I do, but I went to high school here. Oh, so you went to high school? Did your family live in Arkansas or just you? No. Uh, just you. yes, kind of. Yes. Okay. All so you're it. from. You have a Virginia phone number. That is a. That's a surprise. I, not that I don't believe that you could be from Virginia, but it, I just never – I thought yeah, you were, I, like, Arkansas through and through. I no, I, I moved here when I was 14. So, like, I have no allegiance to the Arkansas Razorbacks at all. It's kind of – We'll pick suey. <laughs> I know. I When I go to the games, I feel like a Trojan horse. Like, I'm secretly rooting for the other team just because Brett Bielmo didn't offer me. So <laughs> <laughs> You're saying then that you're not cheering for Illinois then. Is that what I'm understanding? Gosh, I was so hoping that, you know, Illinois would play Arkansas in a bowl game just so I could see, like, I could see a tie. That would be perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope, I hope so we tie in the Fenway Bowl. Be <laughs> Speaking so of the Fenway Bowl, I, we didn't even talk about that in the last I – mean, we'll, we'll do that last. One, th we'll one thing, one last, thing yeah. I want to bring up with uh, Coach Brom, uh, with him being a Petrino understudy, is uh, his attitude of feeding the studs. 
you know, Coach Petrino, you've heard Will Stein use that term now. Uh, Petrino used to use it often. I'm sure Brom uses it often. Uh, you look at what he did with the guy like Rondale Moore and how well and effective he got him the ball and how many more games they won with Rondale mm-hmm. whenever he was getting the ball. That gives me a lot of confidence with guys like Ruben Owens and DeAndre Moore coming in. And uh, that is a leg or a leverage if Jeff does get that to say, hey, look what I did with him and how quickly I got him notice and recognition and into the NFL and what I could do with you all in the ACC. And, act- and actually, I do want to add on that because I was actually just looking at Purdue's stats for the year up to this point. Um, we all know that Brom loves to pass, pass, pass the ball. Uh, Charlie Jones, Purdue's top receiver, he's got 1,361 yards on the season and 12 touchdowns. The second the second leader on their team, Payne Durham, has 560. And and we, we know at this point that on top of loving to pass the ball, he doesn't run the ball very often. Actually, nationally, Purdue ranks 105th in rushing offense. But in the same breath, their lead back, Devin Mockaby, he's rushed for 920 yards this year. That's impressive, man. I'm looking at that now. Nine touchdowns. Ruben Owens is saying, all I need is 10 to 12 carries. I mean, he's like, you're going to give me the ball 12 times? Okay. It's all about maximizing uh, your potential and getting the the most out of the lease. And that's what I I have written down in my my notes in terms of where I'm at with Jeff Brom. I understand the desire for him to be here. I think that what Louisville needs right now is him. I think that no one can come in and give Louisville the boost especially at such a valuable time where Louisville has the opportunity to really take a step up with the portal NIL. I think he comes in and gives Louisville an instant level of just of uh, credibility is not the right term, uh, but just another level of, of seriousness to football. I don't, not that Sat wasn't invested in football, but, but you look at what Brahms done with Purdue and it's very clear that he's a program builder um, and can create sustained success. And that's what Louisville needs is sustained, sustained success God, I'm struggling to say those two words back to back there. Um, and in terms of the recruiting elements, you know, what's been Sat's biggest bugaboo? It's the lack of recruiting quarterbacks. It's the inability to protect the walls of the state, which I get this is not a football hot ground, uh, but it is got a lot of of talent. Let's say Louisville is. Yeah, Louisville I mean, it can be. Is. Maybe not the it's state. Not Miami. It's Louisville not Miami. Yeah. It's you know, the it's guys in Indianapolis, to get, man. The, the, yeah. JJ Weaver should not be leaving the city. That's true, Vince. For get example, the guys just that get the guys you're supposed to get. Yeah, yeah. Get I mean, there's Silla no Brown, reason. Get Micah, Sp- get Micah Carter, get Wu Spencer, get Rondell Moore, get those guys. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, the not, one that no, rubbed me the most wrong yeah, was John Young. On. That one drive me effing nuts. Like, John, I'm pretty sure what I remember hearing is that John Young was like, grew up a big U of L fan, really wanted to play for Louisville, and then went to uk like that's unacceptable his sister is also engaged to former punter austin johnson look at that that's so so many u of l ties to go to kentucky yeah um but the you know from from a perspective his record is 66 and 64 you're really getting a more expensive scott satterfield with just a different way of going about things and it's the different way that going about things that i that i'm focused on with this higher more so than it is the record um purdue is purdue they've never been a football um success or powerhouse they have years where they do well obviously eight and five is a big year for them um but they've never been able to uh, you know really take the next step they did go to a big 10 you know championship this year but part of that is they're an academic school you have to have certain academic requirements and abilities to get into that school 
I, I don't want to. Yeah, you got to be in Pfeiffer level smart. I, and I'm not going to give away my ACT score, but the fact that I got into Louisville with the ACT score I did is a shame on that university. Uh, but I did it, and I graduated in five years, got my degree, and now I'm a productive member of society. But that's I would have not gotten into Purdue. I don't think Vince Lacoco is even getting into Purdue. I'm uh, not sure. Center, center came because obviously I, I walked down at U of L. I wasn't a big recruit, so I, I had. You know, smaller schools looking at me. Center came. I'll never forget it after practice. We're talking. They're like, what's your ACT score? I told him I can't remember right now. He started started laughing, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to. We both started laughing. I'm like, I'm not going to center. (laughs) Oh, my God. I freaking love that, man. But, no, he's Satterfield never been able to recruit uh, quarterbacks. Just never has done it. it. It's never been a consistent thing. Um He's never been able to, from a recruiting standpoint, like I said, lock down the state. And then he just doesn't play a, a style of football that necessarily is exciting for the masses. Um, and that's because he runs the football versus what Jeff Brom does, which is throw the football. So you're in a way hiring an offensive minded coach, very similar. They do different things. They go away about, they go their way about doing things. Um, and I think that that's what's needed right now, but here's the topic. I, I told you guys, I wanted to make sure we touched on, and this is a portion that cannot be missed. This cannot be glossed over when you go and you look at the Purdue staff, it is filled with former Louisville football players and former guys who coached here that fans loved that right now, this, this fan base is so, uh, disenfranchised from the football program, like so uninvested by the masses the only ones who were going to football games at the end of the year were guys who and gals who cared. They cared. That was simply what it was. You know, you got a top 10 team in Wake Forest coming in, and nobody in the city could give two Fs. No one could have cared less. But I'm telling you, when this type of staff is built at Louisville, um, if Jeff Brom is the hired, I expect every one of these guys to be on our staff. Like, I legitimately expect that. Let me just give you the list right here. Ian, this might not be nothing, uh, anything to you. We're going to give you a little Louisville football lesson here. Uh, but it starts with <laughs> – it starts with Brian Brom. Obviously, I don't need to do any explaining of who that is. Andy, you know who that is? The fans yes. will cry okay. seeing him. I'm sorry. I just sound like an ass, like I'm condescending. Like, <laughs> do you know your football history? I'm sorry. I just don't You're know, talking like, to a guy who played for Louisville. I know, but how much do they sit up in the practice or, you know, the film room? Like, oh, Brian Brom is great. Like, yeah, you see it on the wall, but maybe, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I'm not going to go up to, like, Marshawn Ford or Malik Cunningham or your seer and be like, do you know about this university? <laughs> Kick my ass. True, but – but again, do you think that let me do you think that Nate Kurerski knows much about Brian Brom? Do you know you think he does? No, exactly, right. Matt. So shut up. I'm right. I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking. He said he was from Virginia for crying out loud. Like I don't know what type the, the, of following this place of football will erupt did. seeing Brian Brom on the sidelines again. That yeah, alone, I, that alone will pack the house. Yeah, it's one. huge. You literally are bringing back one of the greatest players in program history, potentially to be your offensive coordinator. I wonder if this is the spot maybe where Brian separates from Jeff. That's one thing I have. Oh, don't be, don't do that. We'll see. It's it's been the last couple of years. He's looked at other jobs and, and, you know, looked at other opportunities. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, a lot of this is going to depend on the money that's available for him. That's going to be a big portion of this. You got to pay these guys, but the list just gets better. It just gets better. Um, how about, you know, Greg Brom? I mean, I know that that name doesn't ring the, the, the bells of the masses like Jeff Brom does and Brian Brom. But again, a former Trinity grad, I don't remember if he played here or you don't I, get Jeff. Sure. If you, you don't, yes, Greg played here and you, Greg don't played get here, Je- okay. you do not get Jeff. If you did not get Greg, cause Greg was before Jeff. So you had to get Greg. Boom. I mean, that was uh, Greg never really amounted 
I mean, obviously he's a mounted a lot, but like playing wise, yeah. <laughs> he was just bad to just terrible, from one terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Than that. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 yeah. Sorry, don't punch me next time I see you. Yeah, I will. He's gonna put me in a headlock and just make me go to sleep. That's what he's gonna do, I swear. <laughs> uh but but it just gets better. Then you have two coordinators from Louisville who were beloved. And Ron English spent one year here. And got Louisville's defense turned around under Steve Crackdorp in a way that no one ever expected. Like, that defense was incredible. I will never forget that defense for Louisville because the next year, it was just poop. It sucked. It was horrible. And for many years to come after that, it was poop, and it sucked, and it was horrible. And then here's the other one. This might be my favorite offensive coordinator Louisville's ever had, and that's Garrick McGee. Garrick McGee was here for, I believe, one year under Bobby before he left to go to Missouri. Um, And he's been kind of bouncing around college football, but he is – um, he is now the wide receivers coach at Purdue. So you're talking about Brian Brom, Ron English, Garrick McGee, Greg Brom. And then I, I want to make sure I mention your, your all's guy. I got to shout him out here. Yep. I know. I, Vince didn't even know who I was talking about when I, te- when I told them, I'm still half sick. Give me a break. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you, you definitely threw up half of your brain yesterday, yeah. but Carl, Carl Maslowski left uh, as a QC guy under Scott Satterfield and went to be the special teams guy and, and assistant linebackers coach. Maybe you see him come back. I don't know. Maybe that's weird. Maybe Louisville and I would love nothing more for Maz to come back. And think, oh my god, I would Satterfield's love that. Gonna just Maz, do his best to hire him back. Maz is a guy that would would have met the team in person, not Zoom call. One hundred percent. Okay, one hundred percent. There we go. And then Duly noted. This guy didn't play for Louisville, but I just I have to say it because it I just have to. Ashton Yabuti. He is the cornerbacks coach for Purdue. Remember when he played in the NFL? Ashton Yabuti, that will be the best coaching name ever on the sideline for Louisville. Wait, is he the quarterback coach? What's no, Brian? Cornerback, cornerback, corner, corner. Corner. Yeah, he was a cornerback. Yeah, um, yeah. So you got Coach Yabuti instead of Coach Crime. I mean, come on now. That's T-shirt hooligan needs to get on that for for some kind of shirt. That I, that's that's something there. Uh, but that staff is really exciting, right? I mean, I don't need. Maybe I'm am I am I overthinking this? To me, that gets Louisville fans very excited. All those I mean, guys. In my opinion, if you if we get Jeff, the place will be packed for sure week one. And then, you know, probably two or three weeks after that. But, after, I mean, it's he still has to win games regardless. The fans will turn on him in a heartbeat. Just look at what they're doing with Kenny. It's Kenny Payne, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, it and, don't matter. Like, the honeymoon's over now. Go win your damn games. You got to maximize. With, with that, with Jeff Brom, you have no room for error. There is no room for error. He's going to demand – Seven and a half, six or six and a half. I mean, I, the Louisville's going to double the coaching football salary overnight. And he's um, he's he's in such he's in a. If he walked into this situation now, in my opinion, it's not worse or better than what Sat walked into with Petrino, player wise. It's better now. I mean, now they, we were pretty we were pretty jacked up. Are you serious? I mean, it overall, better? it might not. Hey, be you got to remember that team had Makai. Oh, I know. Tutu, I know. But- but then you're talking about, uh, and I'm not going to go like to a specific walk-on, but you got walk-ons. Sean McCormick is playing on the football field in 2018. Like there was such bad depth. Bobby had 40 receivers and four yeah. linemen. Like I'm not doubting have, the depth, but I'm no, saying. No, at uh, the top, it's it's really good. But this yeah. team is top to bottom. You know, you're going to. That's what we ran basically. I mean, that's what we basically rode on in 2019 was yeah. the backs of Makai. Right. Five knows, I mean, we were yeah. in Troop left 25. 150 times. 
I mean, like, Louisville football doesn't win it, get, it win eight games without Ian Pfeiffer. Let's get it. Right. You know, that's the greatest Don't thing Scott Satterfield ever did was bring in Ian Pfeiffer, former offensive lineman, to play tight end. And yeah, go. where was that on his big poster resume? Yeah, I seriously, I would have just shared a detailed of Ian stuff. Caught his first five touchdowns. Like, yeah, he missed the ball Ian Pfeiffer to be the most productive tight end in college football history. Yeah, like by it. the by the data, yes, that's. That is all the data right there. Um, but, yeah, it, and it's curious. And, and, you know, we didn't even touch on this before, but the the staff, you know, obviously all these guys are are following Sat to Cincinnati. I don't think you'll see anybody kept from his staff, except there's one guy they have to keep at all costs, and I think we all know who it is. Uh, Pete Nocta. You cannot lose Pete Nocta. Right now he is the most Louisville football thing there is because he's been – how many coaches did he played for? Coach for four. Uh, played for Charlie, right? Or did he play for? I believe he so. For yeah. Rector? Yeah. So you're talking about he played for Charlie? No, he didn't play for Charlie. Charlie, he was with Eric Wooden then. Okay. Okay. So he played he with Bobby. With okay. Yeah. All right. So he played for Bobby. Was on staff under Bobby. On staff under Sat. And now, I mean, I don't think I. I really don't even think there's a scenario where Jeff Brown doesn't come in here and like oh, you're, yeah. higher, you're Jeff's higher, definitely gonna keep Pete you know that's definitely gonna I yeah. would hope so yeah. and I I feel comfortable saying this now because he's gone but but the reason that uh there were several additions made to Scott Satterfield's staff including Pete Nocta Court Dennison and a couple of other guys uh I can't remember his name Fields was his last name that was a Vince Tyree move that was not a Scott Satterfield move he did not have a choice of those guys joining his staff that hell no you mandated. think Coach Sat had any relationship with Court Dennison no, but no. but Vince Tyra said there are some some guys you have to hire, and I think that that is one of the conversations. I mean, obviously, it's not a make or break, but I think Pete Nocta has proven to be such a valuable piece to that program and all all over the place that you keep him. Um, but the rest of the staff fills out, and then the next conversation becomes recruiting, and this is where it gets really interesting. We obviously, I don't know what any of these guys uh, feel about um, Jeff Brom. Matt, do you know if any of these guys have a Purdue offer? Not that I'm aware of off the top of my head, no. Yeah, I don't. So I don't think Purdue's been involved with really any of these guys. Um, but I mean, I, I would think that for the majority of them, why? I mean, the the message is still the same. You can come in and play. I mean, Louisville has what twelve spots open next year from a starting standpoint. Come in and play, play in a fun offense, play for a, a pretty light schedule too. I mean, Louisville. We'll get into that at another point next year. But Louisville's going to play Indiana, Georgia Tech, Murray State. I mean, Louisville's going to have the opportunity to win it's, seven, eight it's games. It's funny. I year. actually had the schedule pulled up right in front of me. I was just looking at it. Yeah, but it's a winnable schedule. I mean, you go – and then you get to go – here's my favorite thing about the schedule. If Brom's hired, you get to go to Indianapolis. In their, <laughs> That is where Jeff Brom recruits the best is in Indiana and Michigan and Ohio. Give me that all day long. I would love yeah. to turn the state of Indiana into a pipeline for Louisville. Yeah, and, and and while I'm just here, let me just run down the list real quick. Okay, versus Georgia Tech and Mercedes Benz, mm-hmm. Murray State at home, Indiana and Lucas Oil host Kentucky, and then the to be announced dates are host Boston College, host Notre Dame, which that'll be a big deal around here because you know Catholicism. They don't have, but they don't have a quarterback, so I feel good about that for now. Well, I guess we don't either. I don't know. <laughs> we don't have a head coach. Yeah, so. I mean, we, we might Start have before the horse here. Anyways, uh, host Virginia, go to NC State, host Duke, host Virginia Tech. Go to Miami, go to Pitt. Dude, dude that's there, nine a, wins if you do a, that season right. Oh my God, here we go again. Are you kidding I'm joking, me? I'm joking. <laughs> Jacob, the, the transfer portal, the transfer portal opened two days ago. We don't even I have get, a head coach right now, and you're talking nine wins. 
I mean, I'm okay. not. Here, if, okay, okay yeah, I'll, right. let me I'm go through this again. Let me go through this again. Okay, Georgia Tech. Year, you're better than half of those teams. Did you see how much better Georgia Tech played when they got rid of that cancer that's Jeff Collins? He sucked. I mean, I guess Louisville still hasn't beat Georgia Tech, so I guess it's like Kentucky. You got to treat. Yeah, hey, believe it when sucks. I see it. They sucked when we went and played them at Georgia Tech, and we got spanked. Yeah, that was bad, bro. That and was Indiana, so well, that should be a win because Indiana just really sucks. Kentucky, eh. Boston College, mm. Notre Dame, mm. Virginia. I mean, that's always a weird game. Matt, at- you really don't. Uh, this is Boston College Madden's. It's fine. That's a mm, for you. What, what was the rhetoric on the? Matt. What was the rhetoric on the pre-Boston College? Uh, from the Pink Six episode, do we want to go roll that the, the, the tape on there again? No, I, I remember I took it, but I like <laughs> that game. Yeah, right, right. That's when Fife's picks died. <laughs> After that game, it seriously was. It seriously was. I had Louisville like minus fourteen, and it, and I just like we had to put the, the old dog down, man. I was at the tailgate, and I was just like, I was like, oh, we scored, like, but we're still losing. Like, what the hell is going on? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's great, man. But yeah, Matt, I, I mean, this is such a bad conversation right now. Like, no one oh, is going to care about this, but that's I know. Virginia Tech, Duke, Boston College, Virginia, uh, Indiana, Georgia Tech. That's seven wins right there that I already, six wins that I already feel comfortable with. And I don't even remember hearing what the rest, Murray State, that's seven. We'll get into that another time. Uh, but this this team, what did I, I told you all last week I, that I didn't think Scott Satterfield could afford a rebuild. I certainly don't think Jeff Brom can afford to start with a rebuild. We're seeing how that's going. Like you, you're starting to rebuild and fans are going to be off the bandwagon by like week four, if you start one and three. You, I mean, like look at how they turned on. I mean, I look, I get it. This is so not even – Apples to apples. Kenny has just – it's been awful on the basketball side. But if there's struggles with football, dude, why would they not turn on Jeff Brom in the same ma- the same manner See, we're seeing with Kenny? I think uh, – well, I mean, for one, you're it's not even comparing apples to oranges. It's like comparing apples to a star fruit because um, at least – Jeff has the experience. Is that and a real thing? What is a star fruit? Yeah, it's, it's a real it's, thing, but I'm just a, picturing Matt eat a star fruit. <laughs> <laughs> like you're so big. And and star fruit. I, I really do think I really do think that fans would give Jeff a sl- good lord is raining. Anyways, um, they'd give him a little bit of a slight pat on like pass for this year because we we knew how we know we don't know how how many of these recruits are actually going to stick i mean i i assume like a fair amount should stick but you never know we we knew how young louisville was going to is going to be next year but depending on how brom works the portal it could be you know firmly in pseudo rebuilding phase or advanced rebuilding stage you never know oh shit Love this. Now the, now the fun's really beginning. Yeah, here we go. We're, we're about 15 minutes, 10 minutes away from wrapping the show up, and Presley, Florida Presley shows up just in perfect timing. Are you wearing a fedora, driving a Mercedes with the top down with a cigar in your mouth and a, and a patterned uh, floral Hawaiian-type shirt? Is that what you're wearing right now? No, uh, uh, but I am wearing a Margaritaville shirt, so. You are so Florida. It's the bill. It's it. Yep. Have you been going yep. to the tanning bed every day? No, no, just just the, the sun's natural rays have been uh, radiating upon me. <laughs> See, oh, Ray Baker's about... been getting you good. What was that again, sir? I said, Oh, Ray Baker's been getting you good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, All right. Yeah, well, so. you, you jump in the show very late into the process. We're just glad you're here. We've talked about everything from uh, Scott Satterfield throwing the deuces up to Jeff Brom being the likely candidate. Who is not? Who is your number one candidate that's not Jeff Brom, Presley Meyer? Oh, Vince Lacoco. Oh, I, mean, I love it, that. It, I already. That's I, how I started the show. Was Vince being our offensive coordinator for the ball? Well, game. that was going to be my first question. Was is Vince the defensive coordinator yet? Like, uh, um, but no, and and realistically I, I it's a weird conversation to have because i feel like by the time people are listening to this it's going to be jeff brum so it's kind of difficult for me to even just give me a damn name dude just say a name i don't care <laughs> what you say just say it or dave ground dave ground there you go okay or yeah. presley's phone going in and out um yeah um, i mean i sorry. think that's a name we didn't even mention that i mean that's a that's definitely and then there's a Somebody Lip said Dwayne Lipford to me today. Mm. I mean, I think he could – I think he deserves potentially, you know, an interview. Um, there's a lot of guys that I would at least explore. We, we kind of talked about, you know, going down that path of, of at least interviewing coaches and seeing what the interest is. And I don't know what – if there is any interest. Who knows? You know, it could be just that's the only – Jeff Brom's the best guy and he is the only candidate. You just never know how that's going to go. I would imagine that coaches would want to come here, though. Um, but back to – Recruiting and players to watch the roster. We've seen transfers galore today. Henry Bryant, uh, Zach Edwards. Uh, let's see. Has there been – I know we've obviously – Derek, Derek Edwards, Edwards announced back. Derek back. Edwards withdrew. <laughs> withdrew with the picture of Yaya Diaby. I love that. Just a great – God, that was so Did you guys funny. notice that it's just – the reason why they went with that picture is because Derek is zero. And the yes. jersey, the six is folded. Oh, my so it God. Looks I had like to zoom zero. in on Yaya's face to see the braces to, like, make sure. Yeah, like, I did the same. <laughs> I just I, – I, I love that. Uh, but but he's going to go – assuming it's Brom, okay? Let's just live in a world for a second where it is Brom, most likely Brom. Um, I think there's some players in the portal, portal that Louisville will immediately go after. Uh, Vince, do you think you know option number one of who they may go after? Uh, I think you may have a good feeling of who that is. Is it Brennan Armstrong? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be opposed actually. That's a good point. That's not what I was saying. Hold, hold on. I thought that was like what y'all were getting at. I want to hear dog and lefties. I want to hear Ian's thoughts on Brennan Armstrong because he looks disgusted. Oh, he sucks. Are you gonna keep cheering for Louisville? You're gonna keep cheering for Louisville? Why not? I just making sure. I don't know. You're from Virginia. I don't know. He got a Come second on. degree from here, man. No, I I, it's it's DJ Ungalungale or bust. Really? Even with Brom. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Presley's See, on board. He called him a I, baller. I'm glad that Ian is on my side here because I've I alluded to it on I believe the last episode that we recorded that mm-hmm. there is a a quarterback that I would love to welcome in to Louisville, but he's not in the portal yet. And I mean, yeah. He just saw ready. way too much pressure over at Clemson. I mean, you have to follow up Trevor Lawrence. There's way too much pressure on him. I think he could thrive at Louisville. I, I do too. I don't I disagree. Do you think he's going to transfer to another ACC team, though? Without a doubt. I think he would. Well, I guess, yeah. The, what's his name? Uh, just transferred to Pitt. So I guess that really doesn't. Yeah, Jerkovich. And then Jerkovich, you, got, yeah. you got guys like Matt's Dave boy, Clovis, uh, oh. JT Daniels. You want to go get him? <laughs> I saw a picture of JT Daniels on Twitter, and it was like Shaq in like eight different. <laughs> uniforms and it was like this is jt daniels yeah. <laughs> daniels was in the same recruiting class as ian pfeiffer let's just throw that oh out God. there i don't think that's true but it could it, be 
I remember, I like, we, we were both young. He was at USC, so I do remember that. Shoot, he might be my recruiting class. <laughs> but what I was talking about was uh, Stefan. Is it Stefan or Stefan Heron from Trinity? Played at Stanford. Like Steven. that's Steven. Steven. It's Steven. I put an O in my spelling here, so I don't – I clearly messed yeah, that it's, up. It's Steven. It's, it's Steven. Steven. He would be a good grab for us to go after for sure. I mean, he's a – uh, I haven't watched much film on him. Like I told you guys over text, uh, coming out of high school, he was a good DN uh, with a good get off, but was tight at the hips where that kind of backfires on him trying to bend, bend on the edge and get around uh, D tackles and stuff like that. I'm sure he's worked on that since being at Stanford for what, four or five years now. Uh, I mean, he, he'd be a good grab and that'd be another way for, you know, bring, bring home the whole hometown kid, even though he lives in New Albany. <laughs> Here's another. Here's two more names, and this is just pure speculation. Obviously, Wu Spencer—that's a high school name to watch. If if Louisville gets prom, I'd be shocked if Wu Spencer doesn't uh, commit to Louisville. Same with Micah Carter, Saint X kid, three-star defensive end. I really wanted Louisville to get him early in the process. Didn't. Um, so you're talking about them, but here's here's two names that you need to watch out for. J.J. Weaver, we talked about this a couple weeks ago against Kentucky, kind of halfway joking. I would just at least be curious to see if J.J. Weaver is interested in playing for Louisville, because I'm almost positive he was big on Brom when he was coming out of high school. Am I wrong on that? I don't know. I wouldn't know. Off the I mean, because Purdue head. was going heavy after him. Um, so he's one to watch. And then the other one is Milton Wright. I don't know what's going to happen with him. Was ruled ineligible last year. Maybe he said sign art of football, but Milton Wright was a top 200 kid from Louisville, went to Christian Academy, went to Purdue, obviously followed up behind Rondell Moore eventually became a stud there and then had this past season where he was ruled ineligible. He's still got eligibility has never transferred. I'd be curious to see now that he served that penalty. If Louisville does, if Jeff Brom is the hire, Louisville needs wide receivers bad. I would not be shocked if they make that call to Milton Wright and say, Hey, come home and let's play. Uh, because uh, I I'm pretty sure Milton Wright's family still lives here. I know that they did, um, for the, I mean, they've lived here the entire time that he was at Purdue, but uh, that's that's another name that I'm really interested in. And then maybe Aiden Robbins, UNLV's coach, uh, left, and now uh, you know they hired Barry Odom, former Missouri coach. I don't know if if that changes anything there after that big season for him, but he was another guy, a local guy who obviously really liked it here, but left because of Satterfield. Um, anything else recruiting wise, Presley? That you want to you want to touch on with Jeff Brom? Um, you know, obviously. We kind of know his his M, his MO is Indiana, Michigan, uh, and then kind of supplement that with Florida, California, Texas, Virginia. He's recruited really all over the place, but the Ohio Valley, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Kentucky, that's been where he's dominated at Peru. Can that can he withstand that at Louisville? I, I think so, but I think that it's gonna be a different approach at Louisville. Uh if you look at the at the way that that they're handling things right now with, with Scott Satterfield. I'm uh, not necessarily sure that was 100% his choice. I hear a lot of this, this fodder from, from Cincinnati fans right now about, you know, he was such an excellent recruiter. Well, <laughs> he wasn't an excellent recruiter the last three years. It's just, it just happens to be uh, this season. He's been really solid. And I think that has a lot more to do with people that are kind of middlemen around the program. Um, uh, but no, I, I believe that he can continue it and kind of tweak their approach um, towards, towards the players that they go after. Um, obviously at Purdue, he's taken a lot of guys who were lower rated guys and kind of coached them up a little bit. Uh, their leading wide receiver was, uh, had transferred twice, um, and only had 300 yards last year before breaking out this season. So, 
Um, that sort of stuff will be interesting to watch. He'll probably continue um, the walk-on kind of program like that, that Satterfield and, and that staff um, really valued. Um, but Steve, Stephen Heron's the, I think that you guys had mentioned him already, but that's, that's the name that I'm, I'm looking out for, uh, immediately. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody else that you guys have thrown out is, um, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't rule out anything at this point with, with, uh, NIL transfer portal, all that stuff. Um, and I mean, to me, you just, I, I, I think that, that he's going to get immediate fan buy-in if he can get some sort of, um, solid, you know, uh, redshirt senior quarterback or a junior quarterback that can come in and, you know, as we've kind of talked about, be that that bridge between, you know, uh, Malik Cunningham and Pierce Clarkson. So uh, I, I think that that'll be the thing that kind of grabs some some attention. But really, I'm hoping that that Louisville goes after defensive ends and linebackers. I want to continue to see them uh, be really, really solid up, up front on defense. They can do that. Uh, they can continue to win a lot of games in the ACC. My, what do you all think is, about? Uh, go ahead. My thing is, is everybody, you know, and this is no slight at you, Presley, or anybody. Everybody's just saying the the bridge between Malik, Malik and Pierce. You know, we've had a, Caleb Johnson's not a bad quarterback. We've all watched his high school film. Let's not just. Oh, he's going to Cincinnati. He's going to Cincinnati. No, no, nah. uh, he is going to Cincinnati. He might be the starting did you quarterback. Talk, next did year. you talk to his mom last night? Did you figure that yeah. out? No, I did not talk to his mom. No, I didn't talk to him either. But the quarterback's coach just went to Cincinnati today. I'd be shocked if he doesn't follow. Well, you never know, man. I you don't I know. know what's going to happen. I'm sorry, Ms. You don't know Mrs. What's Johnson. Happen. I'm really sorry. But Caleb is still here on roster. Accusation. He's still here on roster. Don't he is. Off. He is. So no, is Evan you're right. Evan Conley is. Evan, Brock Doman might be the starting quarterback at Cincinnati <laughs> next year. <laughs> Straight up. I think Evan might actually follow Scott because, I mean, he, he might be their quarterbacks coach. If anything, he's going to be a QC because that dude has the hips of a eight-year-old man. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at that. That's not funny. Uh, but Evan Conley has absolutely never going to play football again, at least for Louisville, in my oh, opinion. Oh, yeah, you don't know that. I hope he comes in for a game next year and wins us, wins it for us, so I can just shove it in your face. Okay. Well, Sat said one. Sat said one that Evan was. I believe he said he was healthy at one point throughout the season, and Evan never played football. That's two. That, that tells me everything. Let I me let me ask you this: <laughs> Do you think Sat walked into his like what would what would Sat's uh, Louis bag be that he's bringing with him? Oh my god! I saw somebody say <laughs> what kind was, of bag? What, what kind of bag would that be? Uh, he's bringing like, the Great Value brand would it bag, be the from... Kroger reusable grocery bags, or uh, so, someone said Jan's sport. You know, like with his initials on it. Yeah, the lands in from the from the the yeah. catalog. Little, FS, little it would be FSS Frederick Scott Satterfield on his bag. I've I've already I've gotten some rumors from um I won't say any names, but you guys know the only guy I talk to still really. But um apparently Cardwell is taking some guys. Um you can assume that Luke Kandra will be going back home. Um and for for Coach Cardwell, and then I think um Brian Hudson was another workhorse guy for for Cardwell who is rumored to be going as well that was oh, that's unfortunate um that was you know, time you know these guys are recruited to come in here and do a specific type of of offense and do a specific type of thing that may not fit and you know I, I can't doubt that or you know I can't knock those guys for doing that that that's disappointing somebody say something happy real quick just because that made me sad 
Somebody please. <laughs> Boobies. Okay. Florida Presley, <laughs> once again, man. Oh, my goodness. He is living his best life down there. You've been on a yacht all day, man. What was that like? No, it wasn't a yacht. It was like a, oh, what do you call that? You Why know, would like you a, not just pond, say, yes, pond. I've been on a yacht? Like, uh, well, I mean, I, you know, I'm a man of the people. I can't be on yachts. It's not who I am. It's not my, it's not my brand. Um, <laughs> no, I was on a pontoon. Okay. Yeah. He's we're too blue like collar that. for that. Presley too blue collar, too blue collar. I'm too work workman. Like I can't, I pontoons are where I draw the limit. Okay. Um, no, no. I mean, listen, I've, I've been telling you guys, you know, we can all just get, get a house together in, in Naples and hang out uh, with, with the swanky old people. It's fun, man. It's a good time. Couldn't, it, couldn't ask for better weather. It's been been 84 and sunny, not a cloud in the sky every single day that I've been here. It's been incredible. I, just I was happy. On, I just put him on mute. I'm done with him, man. Like, what is this? He comes <laughs> in late. Uh, he talks about how great it is. You can unmute yourself. There, there you go. Unbelievable. 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 How about um, that? Uh, I have no, no coof. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of something positive to say um, about, you know, after here. I mean, it, it's inevitable. It, it's going to happen. You know, say Jeff Brum comes in and they win 10 games next year. It, they, you can still have 15 players transfer out. Like, that's just kind of the reality of, of the situation sure. now. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, who, who was it that uh, their quarterback had a pretty solid season. Oh, uh, um, the guy at Wake Forest, Sam Hartman. Uh, Dave Clawson came out today and said, you know, you know, Sam Hartman is still eligible to come back, which is blows my mind. I thought he was a senior, but apparently uh, he has a he has a year left. There's um, a, there's and, an additional, so it's like a fourth a fourth year senior, fifth year senior graduate in Pfeiffer. Like that's how it is. Sam okay. Hartman right. is entering his in Pfeiffer. He's yep. he's he's he's, he's pulling a Pfeiffer. He's he's in his Pfeiffer year. <laughs> uh, a, <laughs> Louisville is going to play in a bowl game. I'm sorry, Presley. I I know I'm going to unmute you. Uh, Louisville's going to play in a bowl game December 17th. That is next Saturday, uh, if I'm not mistaken, right? Am I am I right on my dates? I think you're so. correct. Matt, are you still Saturday. going? I'm Matt, still you still going? going? Matt, it, you might need to cancel your trip, bro. I'm not I'm, sure. Uh, that, I was sure thinking about happening. going, and now I'm probably just that bowl's been canceled two years in a row. It's going to hopefully happen for year three. If, but we'll, you know what? Even if that bowl does get canceled, you know what? Fuck it. I'm still going to Boston. All right. So here's the deal. Back so, the keg of nails. We cannot lose this game, Dion. Promise we me can't you lose this game, Green Dion. Monster, Matt. <laughs> what was that? Ian's coaching the tight ends. Oh, that would be a dream. Yeah. So Vince is uh, – Presley keeps saying the defensive coordinator, but I feel like Vince needs to be the offensive coordinator. I'd have a lot uh, more fun on offense. Okay. All right. Um, Me and Ian. I, I shouldn't be a defensive coordinator. I would blitz way too much. Way too much. I blitz – Run a little gator right wide dump. I do just Todd Grantham. Just blitz all the time. Uh, <laughs> Matt can coach the what, – what's the defensive line is what Matt – and the offensive line. Matt's coaching the trenches. Uh and actually, you know what? Matt might coach the special teams because that's like half a job. That feels like Matt, half a job. Matt coaches special teams. I feel like I'll just be the CEO. I feel I don't insulted. Need to coach Matt, we'll <laughs> give you the DFO job. Truth, so you truth is Robert coming out, out, isn't it? Am I, am I the Stu Holt on this staff? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. No, no one wants to be that. No. Oh, the saddest man. part well, about Stu Holt was that fucking low country bowl that he gave us that one time, Ian, that had unseasoned <laughs> crap. <laughs> Rick That's Bozich. what it was. The potato. <laughs> the potato. You bite into the potato, and it's it feels like a rock, like a baseball. <laughs> so what you're saying is Matt is the Stu Holt. 
<laughs> God, dude, he put like a dash of Tony Sastrans on that thing. It oh my around. God, I this is like, amazing. Oh, no. This is amazing. All right, well, we're gonna be back next week. Who knows what's going on next week? Like literally, this is. I love being able to just like be on the outside of the breaking news and all that fun stuff and just watch Matt like squirm, like to get the, to get that stuff out, but it's going to be crazy. I might not see Matt literally until next week when we do the show uh, next Saturday, Louisville goes to Boston to play Cincinnati. Dion branch will be the head coach of the program as a guy who grew up idolizing him. I literally feel like I'm like seven again. It's awesome. He is our Jeff Saturday, but I'm hoping that it will not be the same outcome as the Cowboys Colts on Sunday night. Make sure you follow the show. Subscribe from the Pink Seats Podcast anywhere you get your shows. Follow us on Twitter at Pink Seats Pod, at Matt underscore McGavick, at Vincent LaCoco, at Press Meyer, Fife Dog 57, Fife Daddy 57, right? There you go. Yeah, Fife Daddy 57. Uh, Jacob Lane 08, the state of Louisville. You, uh, the Louisville Report of Sports Illustrated is where you can find Matt's work uh, covering everything that's happening in Louisville sports. Uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of days. We are extremely excited. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. There is nothing guaranteed in, in college sports, and uh, who knows. But uh, until next week, go Cards. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.